there and welcome back to the SWTVC podcast, the audio home of the SWTVC crew and the ongoing push for the continued existence, expansion, and success of the heritage scale of Star Wars collecting. I'm Evan, or as you may know me on Instagram, Mile High Ground, and I am joined by my SWTVC teammates, Tyler, John, and Lewis. Uh, today, you know, we've got some stuff to talk about. The post-HasLab hangover is here and has manifested itself as an immense sense of gratitude to the community that rallied together and made this TVC HasLab another smashing success. We're three for three. We're getting a complete crew of some of the community's recurring most wanted figures in one go and a dream ship for them all to live in. So thank you to the Hasbro team for making such an awesomely detailed item, all that fun stuff, our peers. But before we jump in to celebrate hashtag got the ghost, let's just kind of go over some of the regular stuff we do on normal episodes together, guys. Uh, Mail call. A couple things have been arriving because, as we all know, there are a lot of things shipping and charging all around this time. It's been a very, very funneled together, just glut of stuff. So uh, let's go around. Lewis, have you gotten anything in the past week or two? Yeah. So um, a couple of days ago, I got the deluxe Sabine um, Renin. So I love While that figure, to be airing. honest. Are they allowed yeah, to do that? Yeah, and that's what I say. It's, it's a breath of fresh air to get something that's literally in hand while you're watching it. It's great. I mean, it's a fantastic figure. The accessories are amazing. It's just that helmet. You know, everyone knows the issue with the helmet. No point to keep going on about it. But, I, I, you know, take that off display her without it or put it under her arm you know you've got the loft cat it's it's an amazing figure so yeah i, I got that in uh, i need to play around with it a bit more actually i haven't had a chance to sort of photograph her and and, and whatnot yet but uh looking forward to doing that and then i got the um the jabba's goons uh jabba's dinsons pack in as well um and i absolutely love that it's i i was looking forward to it i saw it at celebration so you know i'd already seen it firsthand um, but actually, just to get them out and crack them open, they are great figures. I mean, okay, Reese is the repack, but the other three—it's—it shows a lot, I think, for TVC in terms of what we now have available in the tooling library, when we can basically kit bash figures like this and get, you know, rocker ankles and you know, they've got everything. They've got everything they need, and I, I can't fault these figures at all. I think they're great. That's. Uh- Tessic having Calcestis's legs and I think about, yeah. you know, the Tuscans that have, I think, Obi-Wan Kenobi wandering Jedi legs and a lot of the yeah. reuse from these new media figures um, to achieve a lot of these OT, like, you know, greatest hits of like what people have been asking for for decades. I think that really speaks to why I don't always agree with folks that say, ah, don't even do new media. It's like, no, no, no. It's about expanding the tooling library, guys. Exactly. Like, the more we have, the more we can have, the more we can make. So... Yeah, you got Cassian's legs in there as well, haven't you? I think. Um, yes, yeah. Is that, is that uh, who they use Tam, for Tam, Vulcan? Tam Dren, I think. Oh, Vulcan. Yeah. I'm not sure which ones they are now. Are they both? They both have at least the upper legs from Cassian, but uh, yeah. only one of them has the lower legs. Yeah. What's your favorite? Does anyone stand out above the others in this set, or they all uh, kind of equally awesome? I, I think they're all great. They've all they've all got their own. Yeah, the detail on them. You know, the likenesses on the face of the two skiff guards. Yeah, they're yeah, really great figures. What What did occur to me, and I'm kind of kicking myself for not picking up more because um with um tessic where he's got Ka- um Kestis's legs i did think that would be quite great to actually take him off and, and build another cow you know with white trousers because obviously i was with thinking cow, the same you've got, thing you've got those different outfits haven't you and you just think oh why didn't i get more because it would have been perfect 
but perhaps Hasbro will do it. Who knows? Well, now John's going to buy another one so that he can kit bash a cow with white pants because he loves white yeah, pants. I love the white yeah. pants. <laughs> yeah, John's not That's a, a great customizer, idea, but he is now. <laughs> I'm sure we'll see those pants again. They're nice, all-purpose yeah, so pants. The more they start using cow Kestis in other figures, the more it might give us the opportunity to create new cows in different, you know, different color That's cows true. and different outfit cows. It could be great. Love little sideline customs i know that john doesn't like to customize figures but uh i think he's going to learn how to boil and pop <laughs> yep this figure's going to pop gonna those pants started. are going to pop yeah that sounds wrong actually but you know <laughs> oh man uh my favorite thing about those uh, uh, t- uh jabba's denizens sorry i keep wanting to call them jabba's goons or whatever yeah, I do, uh, yeah. is never having to see the names velkin taziri tesic <laughs> or tamdem Tamdrengaren, Tamdrengaren, I don't care how it's pronounced. I never have to see them again when we're doing March Madness tallying. So, thank I you. Do. Speaking of seeing things we never thought we'd see, I do love seeing the uh, the stuntmen like head sculpts on these. That was interesting seeing Tame and Velkin. We hadn't seen their head sculpts until Tame people started showing them straight on. Straight up online. looks like Trololo man. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> I do want to see. It captured the likeness perfectly of the uh, stuntman. I can't. His name is not coming to me at the moment. That's Larry Holt. But- Yes, I want to, yeah. and he was Hans. Uh, he was Harrison Ford's uh, stunt double and indoor as well. So you can put him in the indoor bunker. I have him leaping yeah. through the door. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, now I want that. Good thing I bought an extra indoor bunker. Woo! Perfect. Uh, Tyler, do you get anything in this week? I know stateside we've gotten our blitzes uh, from Walmart shipped in uh, bags. I don't think I got anything in this week. Uh, I've been trying to sort of actually make sure that i don't get charged anything in preparation for the go so i've kind of been it's fair yeah, uh, i've held off on the n1 and i've held off on the you know remnant speeders and uh, i will get around to getting them for sure but uh timing timing is everything so those yeah. are still available as i've said to some people i was of course but uh wait we're we gonna talk about blitz you brought up blitz let's talk about blitz already I don't know, man. Do we really want to put more thought into the Clone Wars 20th beat that Hasbro and Lucasfilm didn't? <laughs> I got the bag. I got the bubble ma- bag. I got three of them. Again, one carded, one to open, one for a friend. One is okay. The bubble, the bubbles on all three are kind of smushed. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. The second round of cults after the first round, which was all in bags and bubble mailers, the second round seemed to all come in boxes. So it seemed like things had been fixed and then Blitz came in bags again. So absolutely nothing was fixed. Yeah, I don't I don't think we can uh, bank on that ever being something that's going to be fixed. Um, No. Yeah. I only order openers from Walmart and Target these days. Well, it's just wait six to eight months and one of the fan channels will pick it up because that's when the exclusivity window closes and you'll be able to probably get it in better shape. So absolutely. Yeah, but that's a tough one, though, because it's like the figures announced, say, you know, nine, ten months before it ships and then it, you, you hear nothing and then it arrives all messed up in ten months. And then another ten months later is when you might have a chance from another retailer to get it in better shape. And once 18 to 20 months have passed, do you really care about that thing anymore? <laughs> it's hard. So if you ever cared about it in start to start with but yeah yeah, yeah. true enough i'm i'm good on arc troopers guys i don't need any more for a while I'm, thank I, you I, I would say i do like that blitz i think out of the, yeah. the three rancor battalion he's probably my favorite i think the paint apps on him are, are really nice it's pretty unique yeah we don't get a lot of yellow accented figures now I'm, 
looking around to see if I'm completely wrong about that, but you know, droids and stuff like that. So it's it's unique. It's interesting. <laughs> kind of as 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 far as these things go, they can give me all the repaints of the uh, new clone trooper, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised the that they didn't trooper. go harder on that out the gate already. Oh, but. I'm sure they will. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps just knowing with you know the Haslab and everything going on around it. I do wonder if there is a few things that they just held back a touch. Uh, um, I know we always push for more and we always want more, but you know they must have strategized to some degree to say, you know, let's not absolutely pound people with stuff. Um, even though that's kind of happened anyway, because a lot of stuff we ordered, God knows how far ago, you know, is all coming up at the same time. So the throne room we ordered in February of 2022. Mm. So. That that well, that was a that was a tough one and a little frustrating. Be like, oh, so it's going to be charging and shipping the same exact time the Haslab's going to charge. Cool, thanks guys for planning that. So yeah, we um, got ours. We got ours about a week into the campaign, I think it was. Um, so yeah, we, we didn't it helped in a little way. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of comments saying, you know, I have to cancel one or the other because I've got to prioritize one or the other, and it because. You know, both of them aren't something that you're going to be able to just get later. Both of them are, you know, back in now or pre-order now or you're going to miss out. And <sighs> I don't think that's necessarily true with the throne room. I think that's no. one that, I'm sure more, that has a chance of coming back. The ghost will never, ever, 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 true. ever, 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 never, 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 never come back. <laughs> so... <laughs> So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> I do think that's because sometimes when things go, like when it's about to ship, like the throne room and the Jabba Denizens just went out of stock. But once they actually start shipping, usually more are available and they can do the whole back in stock email and make a thing out I of that. I did wonder so. with the throne room though, I did wonder if one of the reasons it was coming back into stock was where people were canceling it. Very possible. Yeah. You, you yeah. kind of wonder. Or people that have canceled it over the last yeah, 18 months of availability or died. Since it yeah. was put up for pre-order. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that got more. Uh, Target and whatever sent out the uh, uh, people have been finding them in stores. And I actually just got one, a couple from Target of the Remnant speeder bike with the uh, Scout Trooper and Grogu. Um, that's fun. That's that's nice to have another speeder bike in the arsenal. Not that I needed to spend more money uh, while buying ghosts. Uh, hmm. But c'est la vie. Yeah, I came up for an order pickup at Target, and then they canceled my order a few hours later. I'm like, maybe that was a good thing. But then I ordered it for shipping. So, you know, yeah. we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, Target. Shadow Scout Trooper next. Oh, I want a black nice. one. I want a black one. That'd be, that'd be nice. I like that. Yeah, give, give, us, all the, give us all the speeder bikes. Um, maybe, maybe not for as, as expensive, but give us all the speeder bikes, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hey, speaking of reckless spending and future mail calls the ghost the campaign's done guys successfully ended wednesday night at 11 59 p.m and 59 seconds i'm still not quite sure and i was there uh and the final total after some final additions on thursday morning uh i think ended the ghost with a final number of 21,768 backers, which was 252.1% of the needed 8,000 backers, and almost 5,000 passed the final tier unlock for Zeb. So congrats, dudes. Great. It's brilliant. Well done. Bravo to the whole community yeah. and the brand team on a, a job well done, as I've said a few times, but it, it warrants saying it again. You guys all did great. Very successful campaign, and I'm I'm so proud and happy. Uh, 
proud of and happy for the TVC community for putting their money where their mouth is and, and stepping up to the plate. Absolutely. Uh, and we'll, we'll get into reciprocal expectations later, but uh, yeah, there are definitely some, some expectations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's about the implication. Uh, yes. hundred percent. If we seem a little low energy now, yeah, you can go watch our uh, live stream from the other night when we were, uh, when, as it happened, you can see yeah. our reactions. Now I'm just like, oh man, I'm so tired of posting about the ghost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is we can all rejoice. No more hashtag get the ghost posts for a while after this. Of course, this is our, our little button on that. This is our epilogue to our, uh, our, uh, our efforts over the past 40 some days and i'm glad this isn't a video medium I don't, i'm glad we don't do a video podcast because uh, <laughs> uh yeah man I, who has the energy eyes. to make sure <laughs> yeah if, the but, funny thing is on um, instagram you, you kind of get posts on your, your feed for about sort of the last two three days don't you and i'm still yeah. seeing stuff now it's like come on we're at eleven thousand. you know we can do this yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, scroll on old news move on yeah uh, so it'd be nice yeah. to get rid of all that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but speaking of stuff that's old news, uh, John, uh, yes. how does the ghost has lab and where it ended up? How does that compare to previous has labs? Well, yeah. So I, I wrote some numbers down here and, and I've said them before, but I think they're worth going through again. Cause we just love, uh, vomiting up numbers here on the podcast. <laughs> Um, so in terms of least successful number of backers, uh, to most successful, there, there have been, uh, five Star Wars Haslabs so far for, in the action figure category. Um, so least successful, of course, was the Riva, the third sister force effects lightsaber, which cost, uh, $499.99. Uh, it got 1,413 backers out of a necessary 5,000. Uh, I was during- one of them. You were one of them. Yes, I was not on that one. But it, they altered the deal by adding stands for the blades. And it no failed. tears. No tears. But that was kind of, yeah, threw that in later. Failed. Um, so the second uh, most successful, I guess, fourth least, fourth least, fourth most successful, second least successful. Yeah. The next Black Series failure was the Ranker. Actually, <laughs> it was the first failure. But in terms of backers, because it got 8,533, which is nothing to sneeze at, but uh, they did sneeze because it didn't quite get the 9,000 uh, needed to go into production. It was uh, on the cheaper end of the Haslabs with, they're in the mid-range, $349.99. Um, they altered the deal. We've gone over the tiers. I'm just talking about the altering of the deal here, mm-hmm. um, how they kind of goose the campaign along. So they added Malakili to the base offering after much outcry. And it's All still... All tooling. F- yep, and it still failed. Um, so now we're getting into the good stuff. The first ever HasLab uh, and the first ever success was the Vintage Collection Jabba Sail Barge, the Katana, of course, uh, which was $499.99, same as Reva's Lightsaber, same as the Ghost. It got 8,810 backers out of a needed 5,000 to go into production, which actually is only 277 more than the failed Rancor. Um, and they altered the deal halfway through the campaign by adding a carded Power of the Force, Yak Face, and Coin. Has it ever been confirmed, that 8,810... Did that include the 800 that came over to the UK or was that an addition? Does anyone know if that was included? I'm not sure. I, yeah, they might I have made more included, to fulfill. But I, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's always no, a little okay. bit uh, opaque in terms of how they add. We know they had like international backers throughout and that, of course. Well, it was kind of after, wasn't it? It was sort of at yeah, the yeah. end of the campaign. So yeah, I'm not sure about that one. But not sure if they no. just ran. Yeah, the factory was like, we got to have a 10,000. So they just made 10,000 and then they said, all right. 
We're going to have some for giveaways and some for overseas that we weren't able to fulfill. That's and totally extra, speculation extra parts on my point. And stuff, so. Yep. So uh, now uh, the Ghost, uh, the second most successful in terms of backers, um, it just closed out at, as you said, 21,768 backers with uh, the base backing uh, needed 8,000 backers. I don't know. I'm saying a lot of words. The base offering needed 8,000 backers to go into production. The cost was $499.99, same as the barge, same as Reva's lightsaber. Um, I, they kind of altered the deal this time by announcing that Sabine and Chopper would be made available as a separate purchase on Hasbro Pulse if it hit 17,000 backers and un- unlocked all three tiers. Um, I, I just, we'll get into the fact that it was a little too late to add additional tiers because we didn't hit the second or third tier until the last two days. But yeah, what? I just wanted to jump in. and I, I don't know if I would say um, announcing Sabine and Chopper is kind of altering the deal. Uh, it's more right. so to me of them just being like, listen, we know this is a big ask of money. We are willing to commit to support your purchase with more offerings. And here's proof. Well, I know. And also, you get those people who always say, we need the whole lot, or there's no point in backing it. Yeah. So I think yeah. it just, yeah. Just kind of comparing how they add sweeteners either to the campaign or in addition to the campaign during the campaign. So yes, it's a more positive one than, please, for the love of God, back this, and we'll give you Malakili to go with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but so still, so yeah, in terms of uh, money made, I think this is the highest of all the Star Wars Haslabs. But again, that's so nebulous because we don't know how much it costs to produce. We don't know how much it costs to develop. We don't know any of that stuff. So, uh, you know, run those numbers yourself, folks, if you want to. But the number one uh, back, number one most backed Haslab, does that make sense? Uh, yeah. For Star Wars was the Vintage Collection Razor Crest, still reigning supreme at 28,111 out of a necessary 6,000 backers. And that is 6,343 more than the Ghost. Um, and it costs three forty nine ninety nine, so significantly cheaper than the Ghost, and the same as the failed Rancor. Um, and they quote unquote altered the deal, you know, take issue with that as you will, by adding three additional tier unlocks because the first two were unlocked so quickly. They had time in the campaign to add those additional tiers and get people hyped, which again we did not have time for this time because everybody procrastinated. Stop doing that next time. Anyway. <laughs> So, yes, I have some other info about other successful Haslabs, if you want to get into that, or anybody not want to hear my voice for a minute? You know, I think that that's interesting to me, that it's such a huge jump. And I know that it's, of course, the the barge was the first. So, of course, it's going to have that smaller run, but it's it's interesting. And I'm sure we'll get into it a little later, that those numbers for, those, uh, for the Rancor and the barge are fairly similar. And then... The crest and the uh, the ghost also having comparable higher, much higher numbers. Um, I, I think yeah. I think that's an interesting little a little bit of uh, information that'd be fun to peel back some layers at and look at at some point. Yes, the two Return of the Jedi original trilogy has labs only got about eight and a half thousand. Just for the record, just saying that, <laughs> and the new media got over twenty thousand. Uh, and a, and a five hundred dollar item, you know, only getting less than seven thousand backers more or less than 7,000 backers less than the one of the most successful Haslabs to date in general mm-hmm. uh, is pretty good, man. So Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a solid number. So a lot of the super successful Haslabs these days are in the 20,000 plus range. Um, yeah. And here's a couple recent ones just for comparison's sake. Um, the G.I. Joe classified series Dragonfly, which was the most recent one closed just before the Ghost, got 24,764 backers at a 
much lower cost of $274.99. Um, the Marvel Legends Sentinel at $349.99 had 21,873 backers, only 105 more than the Ghost. And for a while, that was a record holder right before the Razor Crest beat it a couple years mm -hmm. ago, a few years ago. Um, the action figure HasLab to sell the most units is still the Marvel Legends Galactus, which had 30,811 backers at a cost of $399.99, so about 2,000-ish more than the Razor Crest. Um, and the HasLab in general to sell the most units, apparently very confused about this one, is the Hero Quest game system, which had two possible options at $99.99 and $149.99. Uh, that was listed at 107,992 backers. Uh, but that was a launch, I guess, of an item that is still available on Hasbro Pulse. So I have no idea how that's counted. And they just removed that HasLab from the website when they show all the past HasLabs. Maybe accidentally, I don't know. It's very confusing to me, but just throwing that out there. I know we kind of ignore that one when we talk about action figure-based HasLabs. Um, but one more is that the most expensive HasLab ever is Unicron, which was $75 more than the Sail Barge and Ghost at $574.99 uh, back in summer 2019. And that one got a 36-day extension, so it could back. And it still only ended up with 11,272 backers. How many were required? Was it a 10,000? Uh, no, it was uh, 8,000. 8,000, okay. I believe, let me double check. And there was no tears or anything with that one, was there? Correct, there was no stretch goals. And yeah, yeah. it was 8,000. So it, uh, it was pushed to finish the backing window at New York Comic Con in 2019. Uh, on August 29th, they announced they were pushing it back to October 6th. And then a companion pack was announced, uh, yeah, shortly after. But anyway. Okay, okay. So, so they, just some of, the way, some of the interesting ways they keep up the, um, the interest levels for these HasLabs. It's been interesting to see. Well, let's jump in and kind of just talk about a little bit pulling back a bit, just focusing on the ghost though. Um, you know, how do we feel about this campaign and how it was handled and maybe some things that we did or didn't like about the campaign. I just want to throw out there, obviously the, um, it kind of spoke to the larger issue of LFL and Hasbro, um, breakdowns in their communication and things that just their coordination leaves a lot to be desired for us as fans and collectors. Uh, and it can be really frustrating on the timing of things. Uh, but I don't want to get into that too hard right yet. Uh, Lewis, let's start with you. You know, are there some things that you just did or didn't, you know, uh, enjoy about how this campaign was run? I, I liked, I liked the way that Hasbro dealt with the campaign, actually. I, I'm sure a lot of us have spoke about this uh, on other live streams and bits anyway, but I mean, the, the, you know, I think we criticized the Razor Crest quite a bit for a number of reasons. I think one of the, the reasons was that they weren't keeping up with the tiers. So it kind of was just dropping off momentum all the time. Okay, with this, they threw them all up front. So that there's a different strategy there anyway. Um, but I felt that putting them all up front did avoid that, you know, people, that no ruler, no moolah situation where people are kind of saying, well, where's the crew? If we don't have the crew, what's the point of buying a ship? We know that we don't have Rebels figures, uh, you know, so... They needed to show them. I think they needed to put them up. Perhaps a criticism would be, did they need to show them in, in total? Could they have done like a silhouette, you know, and said Zeb's going to be 17,000, but not actually re revealed him, uh, you know, and, and likewise with Kanan and Ezra. So that it did perhaps keep a bit of momentum. So when that tier was unlocked, they then shoot, show the next figure, which which kind of may have sparked a bit more interest rather than here's the whole up front. It's like you've shown your whole hand, you know, that's it. So I think if I'm going to criticize, that's the only thing. But I think really they handled it well. And I, I can't say that I could 
say that they did it wrong. Um, I think they, they gave us a painted model, you know, from day mm-hmm, one, yeah. which looked amazing. They had it there. They had a physical model there. Because again, some of the criticisms with the the crest was, you know, it's like a grey lump of plastic, and and the rancor, you know, again, it wasn't painted initially. People didn't like that, so they've learned from some of those things, and I think they handled it well, to be honest. The uh, if I can jump in real quick on the silhouette thing, because they just did that for the dragonfly, where they put up silhouettes of the figures that were going to be unlocked, and I mean, mm-hmm. there's... they did it for Sabine and Chopper too. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah. so it's. But they said it's going to be Sabine and Chopper, so yeah, it wasn't like, like they weren't. Right, they were, but there wasn't a secret. speculation yeah. of who could it be, who's next. Yeah, like, so with the Dragonfly, yeah. they didn't say it's going to be right. Joey, GI Joe, Action Man, whatever the names are. I don't know, <laughs> but um, so it was. People, it let it kept people guessing the whole time, and I guess like for the Ghost, if they say it's going to be Ghost Crew, and then they show a silhouette, you can probably guess which one is Zeb, which one yeah, is Kanan. They so, show a silhouette of Chopper. Who's that Pokemon? Yeah. It's Zeb crumpled did, over. Did the Dragonfly go through all of those tears? It did make all it the tears, did, didn't it? It did, yeah. It took a while yeah. to... Um, the shape of the campaign was very similar to the Ghost, where it like kind of... It had a big jump at the beginning and a big jump at the end, but the middle was kind of flat. So like when they revealed the second tier, it was based on some obscure figure from the 80s or something like that. Um, and it didn't really goose a lot of interest the second mm. tier after they revealed it um and i think they didn't hit the third tier until near the end of the campaign also um right. that's so, worth mentioning the shape of these Haslab campaigns yeah. have really that's a pretty well-oiled machine at this point it's a pretty safe bet that you can look at the graphs of how these things perform and you know it's going to be day one and final but it shouldn't day. be but it shouldn't be <laughs> yeah <laughs> because yeah. if everyone backed it day one Everyone who's going to back it, everyone who thinks to themselves, well, I'm going to back this thing. Why wait? Because yeah, if they yeah. did back it day one, that graph wouldn't be, you know, plateauing in the middle. It would be vroom, right up there. And, you yeah, know, yeah. That's the criticism, like, I don't want to be it? committed. And it's like, you're not <laughs> until no, well, the yeah. end. And I, I that's the know. criticism of this campaign is is not to direct to the Hasbro. It's, yeah. it's the collectors. And I'll let Tyler have a rant about that because I think that's probably one that he would uh, he, like to have a go at. But, yeah, that, that's that's where it went wrong. Yeah. I'm, and I'm sure some people don't know if they're going to have the funds until the very end, et cetera, et cetera. And that's totally fine. That's totally uh, a worthwhile thing to to do. I mean, it's a lot of money to put up all in one go. And, you know, it's a big commitment in terms of space and everything. But if you think you're going to get, if you want to get it, there's no downside to backing early. And um, yeah. there's only, uh, you know, because if we had a, a 20,000 tier, another tier that could have, they said at San Diego Comic-Con just to that point, um, they said, you know, we're not going to put Sabine and Chopper in the campaign, but if we blow past 17, who knows what else we might have for the campaign. And we didn't blow yeah. past 17 till the end, but we blew well past it. So yeah, we could have had something cool maybe. So yep. yeah. Yeah. So Tyler. Well, it would have been really nice to get a flight stand um, at around the 20 K mark. Um, I don't think that, I mean, we've seen that that was not out of the realm of possibility because we passed that by almost another 2,000 backers. Uh, But the problem is, again, that too many people waited. And so, you know, and and I'll get into, you know, the Hasbro part of this in a moment. But if there's one thing, one key takeaway from this campaign and all HasLab campaigns that we're just going to really beat the dead horse over is backing early is essential because you are 
helping the campaign unlock more stuff to make the value of the overall package more bang for your buck. And I don't understand why it's so hard to get that through to people because you just have can have people continue to be like, no, I'm not wait, uh, I'm not backing until all the tiers are unlocked. And it's like, okay, well, how do you think the tiers get unlocked, dude? By backing, <laughs> like yeah. the yeah. campaign's not going to make any progress if everybody has that that you know logic. Yeah. Not even <laughs> lack of logic. Not even that though. Some yeah. people, so, some people weren't even saying they were waiting for the tiers to be unlocked. Some people were just saying, I'm waiting until the last day that's just yeah. they were just waiting for the last day whether they just felt they were sitting on their money yeah, yeah. yeah. and people were trying to argue with us saying it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't <laughs> matter and I'm, I, I, yes it does <laughs> it yeah. literally does yeah you're literally holding us back and giving us less we're stuff sorry, that we could get with the crest we you know hasbro were they, they admitted themselves in they? they were on the back foot with tears and mm. because we blew through them so quickly they had to keep up and they yeah, had, they had to, to find tears yeah, and and it proves that they are willing to do that if yeah. if we do our part, you know. So yeah, they they had to come up with two or three extra bonus tiers because they were unprepared for how quick, you know, how quickly we were blowing through them. Yeah. So for anybody who's like, oh, we don't know that. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah they told they us that we that. saw it. So they said yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's it's not an unprecedented scenario. It's happened before. For Star Wars, the vintage collection. It's literally happened before. Yeah. So, you know, these these people, um, you just can't get through to, to some of these guys. And I think that was one of the most frustrating things of the campaign. Um, but as far as Hasbro goes, uh, I have very little to, to fault them over. I think overall the campaign – there's there's not much to complain about really i think i think it was a very well run campaign um and you know lewis talked about it earlier um sort of maybe it wasn't the best call to show all your cards up front um because when we look at the razor crest you know they only revealed one tier at a time and every time that we blew through a tier and they showed us the next one it caused a surge yeah. in new backers and when you show all your cards up front like that you know we it helped us blow through the initial minimum backer requirement in four days i think but then after that there was really nothing to give it extra juice until the very end um and, and uh, i mean the only thing that that really helped was uh consistent marketing and advertisements and you know photo dumps of uh, the updated paint job and you know different pictures the of, of the, the figures, figures and, yeah that, that yeah. gave it a boost actually when they when they brought those figures out and that, that really did help it yes so that that helped a lot um I, I will say you know kudos to Hasbro on their on their advertising this time because it was exponentially better than the razor crest um yeah. I was actually quite frustrated with the Razor Crest because it seemed like Hasbro was letting the fan community do do all their advertising for them, and it was like, where is Hasbro marketing their own product? Like yeah. we're doing that for them, and it was it was kind of like, and I mean I get it, the project was doing so well, maybe they were like, eh, we don't need to, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, um, they should be promoting their own product. So they 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 did much much better about that this time. Um, so, you know, huge, huge props to that. But, uh, you know, like I said, uh, by showing all your cards up front like that, it's, it's tricky because 
in this kind of situation, when you put out a vehicle like that, everyone's going to expect the whole crew. And there's going to be a hesitation yeah. to not back unless there's that assurance that the whole crew is is part of the package. But Especially when we um, have nothing, yeah. nothing right. from it so far. Like the right. zilch, nada, nothing. So it's, it's, it's kind of like we'll never really know if if that would have caused the project to do better or worse, the campaign, I mean, to do, to do better or worse. Um, but uh, it, it is food for thought. Um, maybe, maybe you show, you know, the first tier Ezra and then wait a couple weeks. Yeah, like who's and, next? You know, yeah. And, and then, you know, if, if you realize that the campaign has kind of stalled out and you need to give it a little oomph, then you reveal the next one. And if it still well, doesn't work, then okay, show all your cards now. You know what I that's mean? What, um, that's the Aranker theory, which yeah. uh, we saw how all that went, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't sort but of. But also, thing. those right. tiers were massive. Every time they showed a tier, it lost back because they yeah. were massively disappointing yeah. and like That's things the thing. everybody the ghost, already had. The ghost never went backwards; it was still always moving forward. Sure. Maybe by like yeah. two at a time, if you were okay. you know, hearing yeah. from certain. Sorry, there were no Instagram major net constantly. losses daily. If you're refreshing every five seconds, like I was, you know, you saw some things, but yeah. I, I, I'm not saying they did it wrong. I'm just saying right. that uh, it's food for thought about approaching this kind of situation in the future yeah um but i i think the biggest thing and again we already mentioned this but it's it's worth really hammering home is uh the timing compared to the ghost's um appearance in the show yes. um yeah i i i i'm tired of the secrecy with lucasfilm it's a killer man it's i a killer. i can't I cannot emphasize enough how much something has got to change. This this whole oh we saw it. when you saw it like okay that's that's not a working strategy okay giving people products from a media source two years after you see it is not striking when the iron's hot that is a mm-hmm. that is a losing strategy it's it's frankly a dumb strategy. We should be thanking our lucky stars and, and Hasbro should be thanking their lucky stars that the ghost finally made an appearance the day before the campaign closed. Um, and I, I get it like, you know, with, with San Diego Comic-Con, they wanted to show it in person to everybody. And I'm sure that that was tremendously helpful to the campaign. And, and I don't know what the laws are on or the rules are on crowdfunding campaigns. Once you show the project, you have to immediately launch it instead of delaying it a few weeks or to the end of the show or whatever. I'm not sure how all that works. So maybe they, they had to launch it when they did. And that's just how the cookie crumbled, right? But I would say that maybe in the future, if you're going to do a campaign about a product which is going to be featured in a media source, <laughs> hopefully prominently, to help sell your product. You should wait until the media source has already come and gone, I think, because this was a really dangerous situation where you're branding something and marketing something as Ahsoka and it hasn't even been in the media source that you're putting on the packaging. Yeah. before the campaign closes yeah. i mean for that's how close hours. we got yeah yeah 24 well, so yeah. it's i i don't think that's a winning strategy i think it's got to change um and i think that hasbro is really doing a disservice to themselves and their profit margins and their ability to sell their products effectively and efficiently and, and maximize you know 
what they get out of it, but also to their customers. Um, if they are not really pushing for more transparency from Lucasfilm, they are doing a disservice to themselves and to the fans if they are not really emphasizing this is hurting our ability to sell product to our customers who want this stuff now, not in two years. They want it to be coordinated when the media comes out. So like, I, again, I, I can't stress this enough, but it's it's got to change. And Hasbro has got to start standing up for themselves and talking to Lucasfilm about this because it's yeah. it's not a working strategy, guys. That's absolutely. LFL needs to really reassess because that, that, that's my biggest criticism here is it's, yes. well, yes, Hasbro definitely needs to advocate for themselves and their consumers and push for this stuff. LFL has something has to change with how they communicate and coordinate with their licensors. I never, ever, ever want to hear anybody from Hasbro say, oh, we saw it when you saw it, because that is, like you said, Tyler, it's not a winning strategy to me. That's not how this works. Yeah. It should never yeah. happen that way. I get it. I get wanting special surprises and secrets. But this was also exactly why NDAs were invented. And a lot of this stuff, if you know where to look and you really wanted that information, it it really has mostly leaked out there in, yeah. in one form or another. E even the best kept secrets, there are corners of the internet that it does leak out on. So I mean, You can literally just Google Star Wars leaks and you'll find a subreddit where everybody collates everything. people... Uh, need to be looped in on this information. Absolutely. And your licensors are those people. <laughs> yes. Okay. The people making the merchandise, which is where all the money comes from, from all these pro uh, you know, all these projects, <laughs> they need to be looped in. Um, it just blows my mind that this is how this works now. I just, and it, it's got to change. I can't yeah. say it enough. No, it's, it is, is the secret worth, tanking your product lines or alienating your consumer base or putting your licensors on the back foot for years to come, constantly playing catch up and taking focus away from the new media that you want to be promoting. You know, I don't know. And again, this is nothing new. We've told them this before. We've told them how frustrating this is. We've told them that we don't like this. Uh, Hasbro themselves have been screwed over you know, when you look at the Rancor campaign, hundred percent, right? and the and the book of Boba Fett and the Rancor appearing in in the book of Boba Fett, and I think it's pretty which evident again, they had which no again idea was that was going to happen. But, but but again, though, people were talking about it on the internet beforehand that oh, it's yeah. going to show up. You know, it's going to yeah. show up. now. Okay, it might have just been people speculating, but it seemed yeah. that that was out there. So how did Hasbro yeah. not know? Why did someone not well, say to them, just delay it a couple of weeks? Just, yeah. you know. Someone at Hasbro needs to like take one for the team and browse all the leaks, yeah. <laughs> uh, leaks subreddits. It, uh, like, hey guys, maybe we should be making a baby Yoda. <laughs> it would have benefited Hasbro tremendously to make some, to include it as a tier or something, some kind of conversion kit to turn the Rancor into, you know, Boba's ride. I, I don't know, a removable saddle it's, or it's something. It's like Boba's throne but, room being double duty for Jabba's throne room and from yes. the new media as well it, it is Absolutely. both so if i can play devil's advocate here real quick i mean no john ghost, you're never allowed to do that the ghost was a success this was not yes. a huge failure yeah. so not can't, we can't really a, use yeah. that argument in this particular instance that they should have done more and i do I just wonder meant it speaks to a larger issue i know but in this yeah. instance so i mean the ghost is already well known to rebels like how much of it was because i've loved rebels since rebels was on i've wanted the ghosts more than probably any other vehicle since rebels was on 
I've wanted these season three and four looks for the Rebels characters, uh, you know, more than their other versions since we've never gotten them in any format. So this already appealed to me as a Ghost fan. Um, sure. As a Rebels fan. So yeah, how hit. much... Yeah. And, yeah, and Steve Evans mentioned on Instagram, he's like, you know, the Ghost probably already has more screen time if you're the than any other ship, maybe even the Falcon, because Rebels is, a, you know, a long uh, series is the kind of person that knows about a HasLab that is probably inclined to spend $500 on a HasLab. They probably already know what the ghost is. So is how much is an appearance in Ahsoka going to change that? Having said that, I think it could only help if they see it in the show. And knowing that, you know, there's only so much you can do to goose interest in the middle of a HasLab campaign. It's always going to get the most backers at the beginning and the end. And the fact that it actually was timed very well to the ending of the campaign. It showed up. It had its biggest cool moment so far in the show. Maybe it'll have more. It'll probably have a lot more cool moments going forward in Ahsoka, hopefully. And it'll have more moments in, you know, the other seasons of the show or whatever, other seasons that connect to the show and the movie and everything. But as it stands, you know, you want to get people hyped at the beginning and the end of the campaign. And this did exactly that. So 24 hours before the campaign ended, it showed up in Ahsoka and it was awesome and got everybody excited. And maybe that Maybe that got more backers. Maybe people that were going to back already knew about it. From yeah, it, it helps. As an ad, I don't know. In itself, doesn't it? It's an advert. Yeah. It's yeah. A, didn't they, with one of the G.I. Joes, throw out like a cartoon? Was it his tank? Where they threw out a, yeah, yeah. a little animated... And again, it, it's it's a marketing campaign. And having a show on that's live at the time, to see that thing come up, it's advertising itself. Yeah. So it does make sense to try and coincide them. But yeah, as you yeah. say, it didn't damage it. Well, at least it eventually, I mean, it eventually did coincide. It could have definitely coincided earlier. And yeah. um, I and I, I agree with everything else you're saying about Lucasfilm needing to be more transparent with like, and, and to that point, I think Ahsoka is a sign that that is better, at least this time, because they're already, are, you know, we're missing Balin and Shin and everything. But the fact that there are so many figures already or on the way coming soon the fact that Lewis has a Sabine in hand uh, already, yeah. even though we won't get her for a while. But those are all good signs that things are improving on that front. Yeah. So I, I got to give I, him a little credit in that regard. Uh, from the from the fan perspective, though, okay, <laughs> it the appearance was that it was pure dumb luck and thank God, not, oh yeah, we timed that right. perfectly to end uh, 24 hours after the ghost finally appears. Well, and it was tough because be we, we had just spent three weeks getting to know and love and get familiar with a new large vehicle that yeah. I'm already like, oh, yeah, I want that T-6 shuttle real bad. Um, mm. And we're spending that was the main ship of the show until that point. So um, but I, I wrote here, too, and I just wanted to mention, you know, with all the things we're saying with these campaigns, to me. I feel that it's kind of obvious that one size doesn't fit all for these campaigns and how they're put together, like in terms of how the tiers are revealed or what the tiers are. Um, okay, well, one thing, can I just add going back to where we're saying about the, the community? Uh, obviously, we're saying, you know, there's a lot of people out there that didn't help it because they waited. But what I would just say is how grateful I am for the amount of people that did get on and did back it and did push it. Because yeah. what we did at least find ourselves in a situation was that we were way past the back in, you know, the initial base back in. We also hit Ezra within a reasonable time period. It would have been nice to get there sooner, but it felt like we were in a much safer position than with the Rancor where it backslid so badly because people just, as John said, every time they, you know, a, a tear went up, it went the wrong way. But yeah. I think because people kept looking at it at that point, it wasn't backed. And so people were looking at, well, 
at the moment, I'm not going to get anything for my money or I'm getting very little for my money. I think the fact that we actually yeah. had it locked in helped it a lot. And so, yeah, I'm really grateful to all of those people that did have sense and did back it early on and, did, you know, did help that. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. And if if they didn't show everything up front this time, it would have been people saying, oh, my God, I don't want this without Canaan. You need Canaan. I can't believe they haven't yeah. shown Canaan. I can't believe they haven't shown Zeb. Oh, my God. What are they so stupid? I can't believe they haven't shown Ezra. So then they have to show them it. No yeah. matter what, people are going to have notes. If it's 500, they're going to say it should be 400. If it's 400, they say it should be 300. If, it's, if there's four figures, they say there should be six. If yeah. It's just, you know, yeah. I don't know. And it, you know, it is something that we've asked for as well, just in terms of the main line of the vintage collection is please like, let us know that these crews are going to be completed. Like, let us yeah. know that we're not just getting a one-off figure and nothing else. Like we want to have your assurance that you're going to meaningfully cover this stuff. And that's exactly what they did with this. They were like, okay, it comes with four. And uh, when you get, oh, like when those four happen, uh, we're going to put the other two out. We didn't want to put them out of reach, but they will be insured with the successful campaign. So yes, you'll yep. get that complete crew. You're not going to have to wait five, 10, 15 years to get the second figure from the team. Like it's not a bad batch situation. Yep. So it's and like, that's also, what we've asked for is like, please, can we get a pipeline of another bad batch member? And they're like, no. So, <laughs> yeah. And they did pipeline or reveal or put it for pre-order several Ahsoka figures that, you know, go with it as well. Like the Ahsoka version of Hera. Yes. Um, obviously there's, there's always more to be done, but it's, it's a good start this time. So I yes, think it's an excellent start. But it, they it did does, a lot right. I, and I know you guys mentioned this, I think on the live stream you did where uh, it does actually feel almost like a mini dream pack, you know, a mini yeah. figure yeah. dream pack kind of has lab because let's be honest, you know, I think collectors as much as, you know, TVC collectors, we love the ships, we love the play shit, you know, the, 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 the play sets and the creatures and everything. I think most people are figure driven. And, you know, yeah. th this thing, there's a lot of people that were buying this just for those figures. And, and I think that, you know, to be able to get those and like you say, get them as a set and to be able to back it and actually get that new tooling in place. I think that, you know, forgetting the ship for a moment, which is fantastic anyway, but I think it's just great that we can actually do that and mm -hmm. get those figures. Yeah. What do you guys feel about locking those versions of those figures in the set? Because I know some people had issues. I mean, mm. some people have issues with everything, but uh Yeah. You know, it's a hard one. Again, it, it is, is a damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of thing where it's yeah. like you've got people, it's like, I don't need to back this because I'll just get the figures when they repack them later. Or, you know, people that are like, oh, I understand that it's important to put up if we want these figures to help fund this and make it a reality. So it's it's a fine line, and I don't think it would work for every project. I yeah. think it was one that was I think it obviously it worked here. This is a su successful campaign. Yeah. This is a happy yeah. day of success. I know we've yeah. just been yeah. kind of moaning about stuff, but don't <laughs> let that distract from the fact that like I am elated, dude. The ghost, we got the ghost. Yes. Like I'm yes. going to have a yeah, ghost 100%. in my collection and I've, her crew. I've been like, in panic mode for 45 days wondering if we would get the whole thing in, yeah. but uh feeling yeah. pretty confident we would, but now yeah, it's nice to take a breath even as we're, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking this thing. Yeah, of course. It's easy for us to it's a, jump it's happy, on that, but yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, I, and I think that especially John with, you know, you doing the deep dives on the different looks of the characters, right. I think with this crew, it really is kind of perfect where it's like these versions of the characters may yeah. or may not be locked here. I mean, they are as they've stated, but if they, oh no, at worst case scenario, 
they reissue figures so that everybody can have rebels figures. Oh yeah, no, without the poor some children. Of the accessories or something. And then we all end up with ghosts still. Oh no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, even if you get the Ezra without the helmet and you get the Kanan without them, you know, one of the heads or something, I, I yeah. wouldn't throw my hands up in horror and say, Oh my God, you've tricked me. You know, yeah. you, you made me buy this. Thing I wouldn't you ruined my anyway. investment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, first and foremost, it's a toy. These are things I want. These are, these are yeah. things that I've wanted personally. So yeah, buy it if you want it, not because you yeah. think you're going to make money on it in 20 years yeah. or whatever. But all the different variations of these characters too, that again, this, all the tooling here has unlocked so yeah. many possibilities for many versions of these characters to be made. We've yeah. seen it with Ahsoka, uh, the Hera version or the Her- Ahsoka version of Hera, you know, that kind of stuff. And I mean, regardless of the order of operations there, just the fact that these things can exist now and there's things that they could take from these figures to make more than just these characters probably in some form or another yeah. with some creative reuse to make things that maybe like another OT background or I don't know. So I, I yeah. think, Again, I kind of have to criticize some people were saying, oh, you know, these shouldn't be locked behind a $500 paywall. They should have just been released in the main line. And it's like, well, yeah, dude, sure. Like they've been on the bracket multiple times. People have been asking for Rebels for forever and ever. But guess what? It obviously was not happening because they've got too much media that they need to cover and not mm-hmm. enough tooling budget. So, um, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's like clearly we had to put up the money up front to get these made. And I, I saw other comments like, oh, for $500, these should have just been included in the base price. It's like, I mean, they are if enough people back. Yeah, like, it is, kind of it up. doesn't change the price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are we forgetting that the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run version just came out, you know, a few years ago for $400? And that was a, repack of already existing tooling and now you're getting a newly tooled vehicle much more detailed you know sure it's, it's lacking any electronics but uh, much more detailed for only a hundred dollars more plus the figures if you unlock them all so yeah. you know and, and and again newly tooled figures from the ground up and accessories so sorry question so this was heavily rumored to be $600 initially. Right? Yeah. Uh, we know that Chopper and Sabine are there in the background. Do Does anyone wonder if they were originally part of it, but it was 600 because they were trying to give us those extra figures in that pack as well? Is that, or am I just conspiracy I mean, theory? You know, It's very possible. Uh, Any conspiracy just, theory is yeah. possible here. This, is, this <laughs> is something else that I, that I actually wanted to speak to, though, and, and forgot about it. And that's that, you know, yes, it was heavily rumored to be $600 and it ended up launching for $500. And I think that that was a very, very wise decision on Hasbro's Mm -hmm. part. I'm not sure I necessarily agree with some people saying that there's this psychological wall where, you know, it can't be any higher than $500 or it's just not going to work no matter what the project is. Well, I, people I moaned about 500 Yeah, people moaned about yeah. 350 with a crest. I mean, I, you know, yeah. people moaned about I, any price. I don't, right. I don't really agree with that. <laughs> so let me just say that up front. Yeah. However, I, I think that it was a good strategy because, you know, clearly, seemingly what they did was they dialed back the price by $100 and they dialed up seemingly the minimum number of backers that was required for the base offering. 
And I think that was a good strategy. You make it more affordable because that $100 can make the difference for some people. Uh, maybe a lot of people. I don't know. That that could have been make or break for a substantial amount of people. We'll never know. But I think that that was a, a winning strategy. You, you know, because I, I keep seeing people saying, oh, I wish this was more affordable. And, you know, my counter argument is like, that's not really the point of Haslabs. They're not supposed to be affordable. This is supposed to be a magnificent dream item that could never be offered at retail and it's never going to happen again. And it's big and it's extravagant. Maybe not big, but it's definitely going to be expensive. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Being affordable is not really the point of Haslabs. However, making them slightly more affordable and just increasing the minimum backer number is clearly a winning strategy because again, the ghost was tremendously successful. So um, yep. I think that's that's that is the way going forward. If they lowered the price to like remove electronics or something, which I know people had talked about, and it was it was interesting hearing Chris talk about that in one of the one of the many many interviews they gave over this campaign. But it was you know lights and sounds are a moment. He said something like that. Like you kind of play with it for a minute, you put it on your shelf, you kind of forget about them. I do as cool as the Millennium Falcon um, electronics are. You know I haven't used them in ten plus years or whatever. It's pretty true. I think apparently they took the Nerf gun off it as well to save us 50 quid. <laughs> the, the only I value I see in electronics or LED lights is for like figure photographers. You know, if you if you have illuminated lights on the bottom of the ship that point downwards towards, you know, the the landing craft or whatever, or you have a light inside the cockpit to light up the figures. Like, that's pretty cool for figure photographers and whatnot. But at the same time, you can just edit that stuff in. The talented people out there can just edit that stuff in. So, I mean, is it really necessary? And it clearly adds a lot to the cost. Yeah, and some customizers added cool electronics like the Razor Crest. So I'm sure we'll see it again here with well, the Ghost when it ever shows well, up. The, the throne room, um, I mean, they've, they've put some really nice slats into the top of it. You can put your own light above it. You can cast some lovely shadows over it when you're doing your toy photography. It doesn't need inbuilt lighting. It just needs some clever design. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, John, I just want to piggyback you mentioning something, you know, that uh, that uh, Chris from the team had said about that. The fact that going back to praise Hasbro on this one, um, not in like a slavish, like, ah, yes, Hasbro, we love you, shills. But like, um, <laughs> genuinely, a thing I really loved about how this campaign was run was not only just like the marketing, of course, Tyler, as you mentioned, but how engaged individual members of the Hasbro brand team were throughout the entire thing via social media. The fact that they did not just the round of Q and A's at San Diego Comic-Con, they did another round during the uh, campaign. Not that they, I think it was, they had a couple new things to talk about, but they did a ghost focused Q and A round during the middle to get more information out there to further clarify things. And yeah, them being they you know, ear to the, the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and being, you know, ears, ears to the ground, listening, paying attention. And, and again, too, like even Emily after the, uh, after the campaign ended, like, yep, Sabine and Chopper are coming and then she tags on, don't worry, it'll have a swappable helmet where, you know, yep. that was happening too. Like there was multiple discussions going on about things, not just about the ghost, but about things for the line as well that we'd kind of like to see or issues that were arising. And a lot of things were addressed almost instantly. A lot of things were put out there instantly for them to be able to kind of, I wouldn't say course correct, but just be 
to show that they're involved, to show that they are paying attention to what we're yeah, all kind of chattering there, about. There are a lot yeah. of questions they answered, didn't they? Yeah. Um, not that people always listened. You know, how many yes. times they said the same thing over and over and over and people still asking the same questions. But they did they did all they could, I think. Yeah. One thing, if I can give a note, yeah, they did great. But I will say that the exclusivity of the figures was something I wish they were a little more clear on. Because yeah. that was a, that was a continued source of confusion for a lot of people, and yeah, I went through and did all those posts about the different costumes to say, okay, they, it wasn't just that Ezra and Kanan got haircuts in season three; it was that everybody got new costumes. Mm-hmm. Here's the difference, and they are very similar, so I don't fault anyone for not you know studying that super closely. But I wish that they had been a little more clear. And then even in the Q and As, there was a lot of like not super direct, clear communication about the figures being exclusive. Yeah. Um, yeah. It wasn't that the characters were exclusive, and we so we had to do a lot of the lifting on that topic. I felt like, and I, that was that was a frustration um, that I had personally yeah. because and, we had to do a lot of that stuff. And again, another thing that we had to constantly hammer home, kind of on behalf of Hasbro, was you don't get charged until the end of the campaign. You don't get charged when you hit the back button. It's like I Hasbro was, as a as a, as a model has existed for, you know, over five years now, and there's still people that don't understand that. So obviously, you know, Hasbro, if you're I, listening, you need to hammer that home just well, a little bit harder. I would, that that, that one's right, right, it. yeah, it's it's right a, there all it's over the, the place. first thing you see on the page for people. Yeah, so that's really People unknown. don't read. I know, I know. We but, know this. But we know I this. would say I saw a lot of people this year saying this is my first HasLab. It's the first time I've had a chance yep. to follow one, back one. So there are a lot of people that are still new to this. And, and obviously this True. is the first year that Pulse um, EU has had the opportunity yep. to back one because they weren't uh, – and even when, when we backed the Razor Crest over here, we had to buy it through Zavi. So Taiwan we were able too. to back. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, so and obviously uh, Hasbro Asia as well now. Yeah. So they, they opened it up to a lot more this time around. So I'm sure for a lot of people it was early. You know, it was a, a new thing for them. And perhaps perhaps that didn't help. But again, like you say, how many times can you say it to someone before they'll actually – you know, it goes in. But – yeah. Yeah. Real quick, just with all of the stuff that we were saying and all of the posts that, you know, we were putting out and the encouragement that we were putting out there and the discussions that we were trying to foster and the ones that we were trying to put out there, no point of it was to tell someone what to do with their money. I know that was a common criticism. Yeah. That was not our intent uh, in the slightest. It, it literally, everything was designed for the campaign about If you are interested or if you even think you are interested, here is all the information that you may need in order to make a decision on if this is right for you or if this is something you want to do or, you know, why, why this would be something to do if you're on, you know, if you think you want it, here's maybe some more encouragement, not you need to spend $500. I would never tell someone to just say, yeah, go buy a toy for $500. No, but if you think you want it or if you thought you wanted it. Even when we were doing the whole thing way before this of, hey, there's an expensive HasLab probably coming. If you're interested, it might be smart to start saving now if you want to. Yeah. That's not Where's, a yeah. you need to save so you can buy. Mm-hmm. It was if you're following us, you probably are interested in a HasLab for the vintage collection. Yeah, I just I just want to make it clear at no point were we shaming people. No. We're not backing this. Okay. Yeah. At no point where we like, you're not a true fan or you're not a true collector if you're not backing this. What we did say 
And we will 100% admit to saying is that if you are intending to purchase this item, then there is no sense waiting to back. Mm-hmm. I will absolutely admit that. I said that probably yep. a thousand times in this 45, yep. 47 days. I will freely admit that. But that is completely different than shaming people into spending $500. I'm sorry. That's not the same thing. There's no shame in that. I totally no. get that. I barely got the barge and I only got it because my cousin extended some, a, a line of credit my way to, to help me get it. <laughs> you know, the, the crest came at a time where, you know, I, I know there was more people with disposable income, blah, blah, blah. But I had lost my job and my company at that time. So I had to struggle to make that work. And I almost didn't, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to get it. There's no shame in either not wanting it or, you know, like not being interested or just not being able to swing it right now. I don't want anyone to feel shame for that because that's just yeah. life, man. That's mm-hmm. fine. We're not on, we're not going to want everything from this collection. I mean, unless you're a completist or whatever. I do. I am. Yeah, I do. I want it all, but that we're not <laughs> that's everybody. That's my sickness. Yeah. yeah. We're, yeah. That's our little cross to bear. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, it, I hope nobody felt shamed of it. I think the only people who should feel shame are the ones that didn't want it or didn't have interest and then made it their mission to spread misery and misinformation and to try to, you know, harm enthusiasm and to try to muddy the waters. I, I yeah. think that's the kind of stuff the, that the I ones took that said, with. Oh, this will never get funded or, Oh, we'll never make it to Zad because there's not enough interest. Well, eat crow. You have egg <laughs> on your face. So, uh-huh. I will yeah. say with, Sorry for hopping on a little pedestal there and being sanctimonious and stuff, but I just wanted to get that out there. I know that's been a common thing. I it was not about telling people what to do with their money, and it was not about making anybody feel shame. Right. I'm sorry, Lewis. Were you going to say something? Uh, No, I was. I was just going to say. I mean, I do the the one you know thing. I do feel. uh, I I feel people's pain is is the people who can't back it. You know, and not necessarily just because of financial reasons, but the people. um, A lot of people in Mexico. um, We saw a lot of people saying, you know, we just cannot back it from here. There's there's nowhere for us to get it from, and I'm sure that applies. You know, obviously Australia, New Zealand. I think they did have the companies they could get it through in the end, but uh, I think that there's still people out there that that can't get these Hasbro exclusives, whether it's a HasLab or even just the, you know, the army builder packs, there's people that can't get them. And, and as someone, you know, in the UK, when I, back when we've had times when we couldn't get things and when we just, you know, we struggled and we had to either import them or, or tough luck. Uh, so I feel that pain for people. And I, I know that, uh, you know, that exclusivity, it, it has that darker side to it. I mean, you know, we, it, it, you, you've got to give you've got to give something as an exclusive to make this thing desirable, and unfortunately that comes as part and parcel with a Hasbro, but with a Haslab, sorry. But but obviously it does have that unfortunate side to it that there are some people that are just going to struggle when it's you know when it's limited in that way. I will say to that point, I remember there was I think in the '90s or something there was, in the Star Trek Playmates line they had an exclusive set of figures that was only like I think it was like a Picard. There was a special yeah. Picard figure. But it was, and you'll know, isn't the Enterprise like 1401 or something? But uh, 1701. 1701. So they only made 1,701 uh, versions or, you know, uh, figures or mm-hmm. sets. Only 1,700 people can get that set or something. So that was like, that's really too low. And that's the kind of thing that kills completism or that kills collections for people. So I think they got to be careful with that. Yeah. So yeah, if, if they totally lock some of these things that people want behind walls um, and make it difficult for people to get. I appreciate that more people were able to back it this time, you know, around the world than previous campaigns. Um, And one thing I wanted to say that in terms of a lot all at once, I was really glad to see that uh, 
currently they're only running one Haslab at a time because yes. uh, when they did when they did the Rancor, they also had the Ghostbusters Proton Pack and the GI Joe Sky Striker all at the same time, all closing within about a week of each other, and that was just way too much because I know not everybody does multiple lines, but a lot of collectors do. Mm-hmm. And so then you're have you're you're forcing them to pick and choose. I was only ever you know I'm only ever interested in Star Wars for the most part, so I'm only going to go for those. But a lot of people are not. They you know that maybe they wanted a Ghostbuster proton pack for forty years. I remember people saying that I'm not going to bother back in the rank now that that um, Sky Strikers you know been revealed. Yep. Yeah. People were saying I'm putting my money elsewhere. I, I, I saw it a lot. Yeah, I saw that with even the proton pack. People wanting that instead. Yeah. So so it was nice that the Dragonfly closed and then they did the Ghost and that closed and now they're doing uh, the Marvel uh, Giant Man. So I think that's a really smart lesson learned from them. Yeah. I I just want to mention too, you know, it's easy for us to also dunk on the Rancor for being, you know, that was that was just a mess. It was hard. It was hard to watch. It was it was unpleasant and sad. <laughs> uh but at the same time too, I also want to put it out there where while it was not something for me, there was a point cuz I was still toe in the water with black series at that time. And I thought, Oh man, do I, I I felt the FOMO on that. I, I thought about backing it on that last day as it was getting closer to actually being a reality, but ultimately too, where it's like, sure, we can talk about the merits of scales, blah, blah, blah. Ultimately though, it does not bring me joy when any collector sees a door closed on something they want. So it wasn't, I don't want to gloat about like, there's people out there that wanted that rank or I don't want to say, ha ha, you can't have what you want. Cause that's poor one, poor sportsmanship. And two, that's not the spirit of collecting. I want us all to be able to have a fair shot at what we want. So yeah. But on that, on the back of that, I would say, we've seen people asking should it come back you know should it should they have a second bite oh absolutely um, not I, I personally <laughs> feel that no has lab you know failed or succeeded should should produce you know that that same item again because it would just undermine the whole has lab process i mean the whole point of this thing is is to get people to back if if people know that further down the line there's a second opportunity for it to happen then it will just kill it even more so than than the whole you know trying to barter for extra tears and that that side of things so now it's 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 gone. It's dead. You know, leave it. Unfortunately, um, like you say, unfortunately for those people that did want it, but you know, try next time. Let the past die. <laughs> Kill it if you have to. You know, Tyler. I know you've mentioned how how often you want to see Haslabs, and that's maybe something worth just mentioning here, real quick. Um, you you've said you want them as often as possible. Yeah. Well, I don't know as often as possible, but. I- I think that it would be reasonable to do one per year. Um, I have received some some flack about that. Uh, I, I would say no more than every two years, um, yeah. because that, that, then it just becomes okay. We've seen something in new media, or we've been asking for something from old media, and we're just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and then you have to, you know. And, and that doesn't account for production time and the time that it takes to actually ship it out to you. So now it becomes four years since you've, you know, received a HasLab in hand. And that's just, that's just ridiculous. So, um, and I also think that, you know, even though there are some collectors that, that collect both the Black Series and the Vintage Collection, um, if they're going four years between both lines because they think that they need to alternate between black series and, and vintage collection and do them every other year or something like that. I, I, I don't want that. Okay. They're their own thing. As far as I'm concerned, I don't want to wait three or four years for a HasLab. So 
you need to be pumping them out at a minimum every two years, I think. I don't um, think that's launch, launching launching a new campaign. I mean, every two years, if they um, launched a campaign two years from right now, it would ship around the time a certain anniversary is happening. So, right. Personally, though, I wouldn't want to see a campaign launch really before we've received, you know, the last yeah. one. Because yeah. Because if yeah. we're all still sitting here in a, you know, 12 months time, 15 months time, and we still haven't got that ghost. Then and know and Hasbro are sort of saying right here's the next one. I, I can imagine there'd be a lot of backlash from you know people saying well you want us to back another one we haven't even got this yet you know I think there's that there's always they, they need to try and balance that anyway. So I, I, I think agree, it, I agree with that. two years two years I think would work well. Yeah yeah I I definitely agree and I think there is sensitivity around the number of pre-orders and the number of long waits we have for items and you know stuff like the throne room which has been an 18 month wait since, you know, by, since it went up, like you said. And I'd like to see if they, if depending on how often they do Haslabs, I would like to see more of those big uh, throne room type pulse items yeah. in between, yeah. maybe not as big as a full Haslab, something like not, we need to go down a whole rabbit hole of wish lists, but like Bo-Katan's Gauntlet or something would be good in that format, I think. Um, yeah, so I'd like to see those in between, maybe one or two in between each Haslab would be nice, but yeah. Or figure dream packs. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, yeah. that would overcome some of the, the criticisms that people have, again, with the ghost was, I haven't got space. You know, there, mm-hmm. there's people out there saying, I've got a barge, I've got a razor crest, I've got nowhere to put a ghost. And the thing is, again, is yeah. if every time we have a Haslab, it's one of these massive, you know, items, then yeah, you know, us sitting around here, we're always going to buy them. But there, you are going to get people out there that are going to say, I just got nowhere to put the thing. I just don't know where to put it. I've got nowhere to display it. And I, th- I think it wouldn't hurt to have some where you've got some, you know, figure dream packs in between, split them up so that you are addressing that that size issue as well. But yeah, yeah. we always want more. We'll take them all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I will. Well, we don't need to unpack the whole OT versus new media sort of thing. That can be a discussion for another day. We've been going on for quite a while right now. Uh, but just real quick, though, you know, what... What are some things that you guys would like to see potentially as a future HasLab? Uh, John, you've got a little note here. Well, yeah, sorry, Tyler, but just to get ahead of it, um, in the Imperial Communiques uh, San Diego Comic Con Q&A with Chris Reif, he brought up Anthony from the Imperial Communique, brought up uh, an Imperial shuttle. And Chris said, quote, it's out there. It's a thing that exists already. I didn't pull the full quote, but it was something like we wanted to focus on something that we haven't done before. Um, that's personally speaking only for myself. That's also where I met with these things. Like I have, I've said it before. I don't really, I know a lot of people talk about a sand crawler. They talk about an Imperial shuttle. I am not among that chorus necessarily because I have versions. They're not perfect. They're not amazing, but they work for what I need them to do. So I would personally prefer new things, um, coming to the line instead of updates that things already have. And I will say, I think that might have been one of the many contributing factors against the success of the Rancor. Uh, I remember people saying, this already exists. I have a smaller version of this, an, a less articulated, less detailed version of this, but I already have the, I have a Rancor in my collection. I don't really need to foot the bill for another one. Uh, and I worry that it would come up against the same kind of issue with a very expensive update to something we already have, even if it's 40, 50 years old, but that's my piece on that. So yeah. Tyler, I know you have thoughts. Oh yeah, I got thoughts. So... Um, <laughs> First of all, let me let me say that the next HasLab has effectively should be already decided by the community, and that's the Death Star, because there has been multiple polls 
conducted in the community over the past couple of years, and the results have been the same no matter what, no matter who's hosting the poll, what platform it's on, the results have shaken out to be exactly the same. The number one thing that people wanted was the ghost. Okay, they've checked that box. Good on them. Now, not far behind that was the Death Star. So um, if they want a successful HasLab project, then they should make what people are telling them they want. And that is the Death Star. People want it, make it. It's it's literally that simple. Uh, let us give you our money for the thing that we want, not the thing that you try to push on us and assume that we want. Because those projects don't work, as we have seen with Reva's lightsaber. So, um, and and that leads me to the secondary point about you know things that already exist. Uh, I I don't really, I, I don't think that's relevant at all. Honestly, um, if they do not want to have any more miserable failures like the Rancor and Reva's lightsaber, then they need to listen to the community and make what the community wants. And they have said that they uh, encourage more polling to help them determine what it is that we want so that the communication is better so that they make things that will be successful and make us happy and make them happy with their profits that obviously they're trying to make as a company. <laughs> right. So um, if it's, if it's something that already exists, okay. I mean, it's, it's risen to the top, it, it, you know, and, and I will say, you know, as far as the Imperial shuttle goes, um, that's not, risen to the top it is one of the top contenders but there are other things that have pulled higher than that so uh i i think that those things that have pulled higher or better than that should be tackled first but um if you know once those things those other things that are seemingly more higher uh, more more desired by the community have been checked off if if for example the sand crawler or the imperial shuttle continues to to rise to the top, to be that top contender in, in polls, then they should make that. Um, I, I think it's completely irrelevant if a version already exists out there. If, if people are saying, no, that version's not good enough. I want a definitive one that's of you know 2023, 2024, 2027, whatever it is, TVC standards, then that's what they want. And that's what Hasbro should make. Can I ask you guys who are who here is excited for a new sand crawler? I am not. I, I know I'd back it, but uh, you know, am I crying out for one though? I'd back it, but it's also one of those things yeah. like I know I should probably get a colonoscopy and pay for that, but like <laughs> I'm not excited for it. But I would, I gotta do uh, it. And yeah. You know what? I, and I, I'm not, I'm not gonna say that I'm particularly. I'll be, I'll be completely honest with you. The ghost was not even in my top five, maybe not even my top ten items of. Of uh, uh, you know things that I that I would want for Haslab, but shame on you. I, <laughs> but that being said, I campaigned for it and supported it as if it was my number one thing. And to be completely honest with you, it has grown on me very much having rewatched Rebels and uh, seeing it in live action has has increased that love even a little bit more. And now I'm actually quite excited for it. And I can't wait to have it in my collection. I think it's going to make a a great piece in my in my rebels or my rebel alliance area uh next to the falcon I, i'm very excited for it but um it, you know i i don't think my opinion or your opinion or anybody else's individual opinion really matters again i think that it 
it comes down to community consensus and polling um, because that's the best indicator of success in my mind. I, I don't think it was like a, hey, if it already exists, it's totally out of the question. It was no. the priority yeah. is things that have never been done before. So, technically, we've already got a Death Star. Yeah. Well, sure. But <laughs> here's the thing. Let's let's say they, they're like, oh, we're going to put out this thing that's never been made before. And we, we've decided, you know, as Hasbro and Lucasfilm or whatever, that this is the thing that we're going to make the HasLab. Well, what if it fails? And that's not necessarily what the fans wanted. Okay, it's it's something that's never been done before. But if it's not something the community wants, that 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 does not guarantee success by any means. I mean, so, I, I, mean I, I agree. Re- that I I think it doesn't. I, I I think it helps if it's something that hasn't been done before. I, I, same as I always say with figures, I want to see something new. I always want to see new figures, new stuff, stuff that's never been. And that's why I, Ghost for me was number one on my list anyway because we hadn't had it. We needed it. We wanted it. But equally. I, uh, did I need another, you know, Darth Vader in my life? Well, since those two have come out in TVC, I would say 100% I did. So it, it shows that things can be redone and redone to an absolute top quality, you know, quality and therefore it is yes. worth doing. So yes. it's, it depends how you look at it. It's, we know whatever it will be will be absolute top quality. So even yeah. if it was a sand crawler, it would be so superior to the Disney one. I think, you know, it would be a whole nother level. But yeah, I kind of agree. For me... I, I don't know. I, I'll back whatever they want to throw out if it's got that quality to it. And, you know, I'm, I'm here for anything. Yeah. Just give, give me something. But else. not everybody's like that. Well, and not, I, you know, so. well, I say I'm not a po I'm not hundred percent opposed to it. It just doesn't no. get my motor going the way something like the ghost did personally, yeah. again, personally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm sure a new Imperial shuttle and a new sand crawler uh, would be amazing, but Personally, that's not would, my top choice. Presumably, However, though, a yeah. shuttle could be like the throne room, couldn't it? I mean, it's not quite big enough right. to be a hazard. Yeah, yeah. It could be one of those things that they put in a high price item as an exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Like and some of these things like yeah, has, yeah. I'd re- if something's going to fail, it should fail as a HasLab before anybody yeah. spends money on it. That's, I mean, that's kind of the point of the thing. So if they're going to test out stuff that may or may not work, I, th- I mean, this is the, the lab for that. And obviously, we've seen what succeeds and what doesn't. So I do... F- I know we don't want to go down again the wish list rabbit hole for too much longer, but um, I don't. So so far, the successful Star Wars ones have all been big vehicles. I, again, I would like them to see other things that exist. You know, figure dream packs, smaller things, play sets, things like that. Um, that don't because you know some of the things like the Sandcrawler only come up when people are thinking of it has to be a giant vehicle. What are the other giant vehicles in Star Wars? Mm, Sandcrawler. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, because fine, others sure. are too big don't go you know, Death, yeah, yeah. you know Star Destroyers are too big so it's got to be yeah, something yeah. that's in that you know that in between I yeah, think the, the Mandalorian gauntlet would be a good choice but I, absolutely and I yeah. think that could, yeah either as a Haslab or as a Pulse thing I really want yeah. that's kind of my next top want as a vehicle sure. Um, sure. And, and that's what, what we don't know I mean again Tyler you're saying that at the moment the community are pushing towards that Death Star because that seemed to be the most popular but if we're talking about another Haslab now in two years then what could we see between now and then in new media where people would actually say do you know what I, you know it hasn't got to be OT. It could be this new thing that everyone's, you know, everyone's falling in love with, like the Razor Crest was. Um, you know, we just don't know what's around the corner, do we? I right. I understand what you're saying, and I completely agree with you. And it's tricky because we just got through telling them to strike while the iron's hot, right? However, however, we saw a lot of comments from the OT collectors saying, 
it should have been OT. Like, I'm not going to buy it because it's not OT. So, you know, we've had two new media uh, HasLab products, I, I think, or projects rather. Uh, I, th- I think that it's time, it's the appropriate time to to pivot back to the original trilogy and throw them a bone, especially in light of the fact that A New Hope 50th anniversary is coming up. I just think it's the right time to go back well, to the original timing trilogy. is the important thing. Yeah, it is because the new media uh, or OT anniversary of A New Hope, yes, that's something to think about. You've got Andor season two coming out and the Death Star may very well be featured in that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's rumored that Krennic might make an appearance again and where Krennic is, the Death Star fo- tends to follow, <laughs> right? So uh, again, that could further fuel that as a project yeah. however i can't let your uh, phrasing throw the ot fans a bone go without mentioning the rancor yet again so last time they tried that we know <laughs> exactly how that went yeah. <laughs> that was i saw your eyes light up Lewis. i'm sorry i got there first low blow <laughs> so yeah again the, the two original trilogy has labs whatever other factors they were they came out they got about eight and a half to less than nine thousand backers the new media ones got over 20,000. Just saying, throwing that out there, not saying they couldn't sure. have done a better job on the OT. But I, the facts are the facts. The numbers are the numbers. Let's not yeah. forget that. But when the OT crowd says only OT is ever going to be successful. It's make what make what makes sense via yes. timing or yeah. what's out there and yes. what people are asking for. These are all factors. And that I, does yes. not mean it has to be new media. That does not mean that it has to be yes. OT. No one thing is entitled to it. I, I agree. I think a Death Star for the 50th anniversary is 100% yes. a great idea. That Just, makes sense. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank anyway, you, John. Yeah. But I, I also think that if the barge, you know, the as we've discussed ad yes, nauseum, yes. the barge was the first campaign. People didn't understand how it worked. I, I think it would have people still don't understand how they better. work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think in fairness, it would probably perform a lot better today than it did, you know, five years ago. But we'll never know. So if ifs and buts were maybe were candies and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas. So. <laughs> Got to throw. Anyway, let's move on. Yes. Yes. Well, ultimately, just one thing I want to say here that the success of a TVC HasLab is good for the line. It's good for everyone who collects it. It is it is good for the health of the line. It sends a further message to Hasbro that it is worth investing in these folks that show up, that put up, that buy these things that are exciting, that, you know, we're always asking for more. So if I may, I'm yeah. going to jump in now with what I alluded to earlier, just real quick. Um, everybody in the community is talking about this, so I'm far from the first person to mention it, but, uh, it, it has to be said that the vintage collection is now three for three on Haslabs. It has to be said, because I said it two hours ago at the beginning of well, this episode. <laughs> right. But it, but it, but it bears repeating, like, yeah, we have demonstrated time and again that we are willing to put the money up. We are a hungry community that wants to be fed. Okay, I, I, I can't stress this enough to Hasbro. It is time to reciprocate and put more into the budget for more new tooling. I don't know how many times we have to, you know, blow a Haslab project out of the water like this to send the message. I mean, how many times does the message have to be sent? Give. The TVC budget, more money, more new tooling. And not just Haslabs, because 
Chris said the N1 had done very well, didn't he? I think mm-hmm. he, yep. he yeah. mentioned and, that uh, And a few of the new uh, figures also sold out as well. Yeah. You know, Thrawn so, and Revan. And and what do I say at the beginning of each and every one of these podcasts? We are here for the continued existence, expansion, expansion. and success. Mm-hmm. Yes. So We have demonstrated again that the line is worthy of expansion. So, you know... We have given you our money and, and now the expectation and, and, and indeed the demand of the community is that Hasbro reciprocates by giving us an increased budget and more new tooling. It has to be said. It just has to be said. To piggyback that with where I was going initially with you know the uh, success being good for everything, you look at things like Velkin Taziri. Is that something that would be a, even a priority if we didn't have the sail barge and a huge expansive beat with that? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Who can say? We don't know. We don't live in that timeline. We have the barge. So the thing is, though, is that these Haslabs have effects on the line. We get more to support them. John, you did the breakdowns of the stuff that we've gotten to support yep. The barge to support the Razor Crest, and now we've seen already a pretty honest go of it for supporting the Ghost. So this is all very good. I, I appreciate, and so whatever they do for these things, you can bet that there will be a bit of a shift in focus or an additional focus to build out these large purchases. I need my deluxe puffer pig ASAP, please and thank you. <laughs> I want my Agent Callus and yeah. Governor Price yeah. yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yep. So. You know, uh, let's let's wind down a little bit. Um, I just want to shout out. We've mentioned the community a few times, but I just want to shout out to the community at large. Uh, overall, you know, congrats. This was a hard, a hard fought thing. We we showed up. We did it. Congrats, community. We've got another awesome Grail piece in our collections. Uh, also, thanks again to all of our friends and peers out there in the community. Um, you know, like I was just on Victoria's uh, stream last night. We've had folks on our live stream. So, you know, we've got uh, John Miko and Augustine from the, the SW, the Vintage Collection Facebook group. You know, Yak Face, Bosk's Bounty, Bant the Skull, uh, Victoria's Cantina, Toys Are the Way, <laughs> wild folks like Blue's Har- uh, Blue Harvest Collector. Uh, you know, we've got Bread on Fett, Rise Junctionite, even Mr. Stevie out there getting on the ground. Just lots of folks out there getting their hands dirty to be in the thick of it coming together unifying around something and it's very cool to see this community achieve great things together because as i've said collectors together strong and i'd just like to add you know if we didn't mention your name it doesn't mean that we don't appreciate your efforts and it doesn't mean that we didn't see you campaigning out there you know there again there was a lot of people dozens of people maybe even more than dozens of people we just got lots of notes to, to pay yeah. attention so to. It's hard to forgive us if we didn't mention your name, but I it's... guarantee you, we saw your, you know, your name or your profile out there, championing this project, this campaign, uh, just the same as we were, and we appreciate every single one of you because you are all uh, supporting the overall cause, and and you deserve praise. So. Thank you. Yeah, pe- people out there commenting on every single thing, you know, not necessarily posting yeah. themselves, but you could see people out there, you know, really supporting it. Yep. Yeah. The memes, wonderful. Lots of fun, yeah. lots of good laughs, lots of good fun with everybody. Um, 
so yeah. Uh, any final thoughts from you guys? Or we should probably wrap this up. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Ready <laughs> same, for the ghost. Same. Same. Lewis. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad to uh, draw a line under this campaign, and uh, it's been fun. It's been tiring. It's been exhausting, and but yeah, ultimately, it's been great. And you know, I really can't wait till that thing shows up in what whenever it is, end of next year. Yeah, Tyler. I'm just going to wrap this up by saying that it's it's very satisfying to see this be a tremendous success when all those people were were doubting and criticizing and hoping for its failure. And I, I'm just I'm really glad to see that this uh, just shut down all of those people. I can't um, wait for a Yak Faces book of all the comments. <laughs> people, you know have said that they've wanted the Rebels figures for years and years and years and years. And, you know, when the ghost was announced, we were like, man, I hope that people, uh, it's time to put up or shut up. You know, it's, it's time for people to put their money where their mouths are or where their mouth is. And, uh, they did. So kudos to the TVC community. And, uh, I hope that next time when people say that they want something, it's, it's taken more seriously. So, Congratulations, everyone. Yes, indeed. Happy beeps. Again, happy beeps, guys. Despite any of the complaints that you've heard over the past couple hours from us, it's not about this item or this campaign. Usually it's just kind of speaking to larger issues that may or may not persist with just... Just giving notes, just thinking about yeah. how it could have gone. You know, That's it went we, great. We yes, yeah, it was great. It, it was a smashing it success. We've got three feathers in the cap of success for the vintage collection has labs. It's awesome. So you've heard our thoughts about that. If for some reason after listening to this episode, you want to hear us talk about it more, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. Uh, we are at SWTVC on YouTube. We've got some live streams that you can tune into. This uh, we've got a couple podcast episodes that we did before if you haven't listened to those already give those a listen if you want more thoughts um i was on victoria's stream as i've mentioned already just last night so if you want that go find her at victoria's cantina on youtube as well as instagram so victoria also has uh the vintage collection podcast not to be confused with the swtvc podcast uh it is coming back for its final season this coming monday which will have been a couple days ago at the time of you listening to this uh so be sure to check that out uh yes we will also have more thoughts from us on instagram at swtvc where we put all of our goodies and whatnot so there will be a text version of this uh we will have not not this whole podcast good god we're not writing a book but there will be a bit of a retrospective post over there peep our calendar over there to just kind of see what we've got on the docket i know there's some uh looking ahead and looking back for march madness coming up so stay tuned for all of that fun stuff um also, just be sure that if you are not already, just subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, follow us on Instagram, rate and review the podcast. If you like what we do here, it means a lot, makes a difference, helps us boost the good words of TVC. Uh, guys, Tyler, John, Lewis, thank you so much for getting together and uh, some of you sacrificing valuable sleep <laughs> to do this. I really appreciate it. This has been a ton of fun, you know, starting SWTVC uh, around the time of the Razor Crest and then three years later getting to do another HasLab again and drive ourselves nuts uh, for another one has <laughs> been an absolute pleasure. I love you guys. I am grateful to be here and that we get to do this together and with this community. That's my piece. Let's wrap this up. As always, 
keep 375 alive, Hu Yang Gang for life, Waylon for Balin, whatever the weird shin hashtag was, got the ghost. And may the force be with you.